Good morning, everybody. It's a nice weekend stream. I have a sleeping dog. I have a toasty fire. I have a coffee, one piece of mail, and a lot of funny stuff. All right. So today isn't going to be as focused as my last three streams. I just have been building up a lot of funny videos, funny memes. Uh, and I wanted to briefly talk about the rise of the um, internet grifter. And a lot of these people are being exposed because it's great. Jordan Peterson reveals how much money he makes. Um, a guy named Cassidy, something Cassidy, does the funniest Andrew Tate impression I've ever seen. And a gay guy buying gay stuff for his dogs. This guy, what's his name? His name is Cassidy Campbell. We're going to highlight a very funny human being. Uh, the rise of the black Nazi, which I find quite funny. Pre-order magazines, you can do it now, we'll, I'll address that in a little bit. Uh, why classical music can make you feel really bad about yourself. And I'm going to uh, hyper-analyze Kyrie Irving's uh, apology to the Jew, or was it? Welcome, everybody. And uh, I will be able to talk to you guys a lot easier in the Speakeasy Saloon today because it's the weekend. So there'll be less people, and we'll have a more closer, intimate conversation. Uh, Janine gives me a tip on Rockfin. Thank you, Janine. And let me just read these uh, quick super chats here. Dome Bear, some Saturday shekels for a much appreciated weekend stream. Anytime. I love it. I got a sleeping dog and a fire. I'm good to go. And today's going to be mostly just comedic. I know I've been a little heavy on the topics the last three days, which I've gotten a lot of great feedback on, but... I am a comedian, and so today we're just going to be a little more relaxed and funny. Bergen Bear, fantastic Obama video. One minute of your content is more funny than an entire year of living in ordinary society. God bless you and your family. Thank you, Bergen Bear. Rebunked Bear, unbelievable week of streams last week. Laughed out loud to your Freedom Rape song and so many other things. Incredible, incredible piano streams as well. Thank you and keep crushing. Thank you, guys. And speaking of rape... I got one of the funniest bit shoot comments that I want to highlight. This is the first time in human history that a living man or woman has ever said that out loud. So, ever said this out loud. Sack Monster says, The rape of Nan King joke from last episode made my week. What a good comedian. Okay, I don't know of anyone that's ever done a rape of Nan King joke, let alone it being very funny. So, thank you very much. Kyneton says, apparently there's an impersonation account here on Telegram pretending to be Owen. Tell people you don't DM. I've never DM'd anyone on Telegram. If you've ever received a DM from me on Telegram, it's not me. I think he's a Pakistani uh, grifter. Oh, and I want to make a few statements about uh, what you can expect from me and how to avoid internet grifters like Jordan Peterson, Andrew Tate, all these people. I will never ask you to be a part of any... I will never promote a promo code. I will never be funded by someone I don't disclose. I've never been funded by anyone. I don't have any sponsors. My sponsors are you. If you want to super chat me at entropystream.live slash app slash Owen Benjamin Comedy or PO Box 490 Sandpoint, Idaho 83864. Um, Uneducated Economist dropped some, spilled some beans about how he was approached by a silver company to get people scared about the economy and to buy silver in exchange for silver. And he said no, and he spilled the beans, which is great. That happens all the time on the internet. 
I, I like I used to listen to some people that I now don't listen to at all because I realize that they are being paid by outside forces uh, to scare their audience into doing something. All the times I've ever scared you guys, it was on the house. If I've ever scared you or uh, told you to do something, I promise you I was not being compensated for it. And you have my word and you can ask Cod, you can ask anybody. I don't have any sponsors or any funding, ever. Uh, I will sell stuff I make, like uh, like the magazine I'm about to show you guys. Can confirms this guy. Yeah, we don't. We're completely funded by our own stuff that we make or gratuity, and because of that, we have uh, an amazing stream. I was hitting a wall about content on the internet. I don't know if you guys ever have this, but. I'm starting to get so bored by so many channels that I used to listen to where it's just like, it's just so, it's, they just drone. And uh, I'd rather do a stream than listen to some of these jackals anymore. Because it's like, once I realized the thing about PPP loans, and you can now publicly look up who got a loan, a forgiven loan, which means a bribe during COVID. And a lot of the people that you were listening to and trusting were getting paid to do that. Uh, I didn't. I was naive to that. I thought they just couldn't see through the lies, man. And how many people are, I think silver is a great call because it's a great way to retain, uh, retain wealth and uh, you don't need a third party claim on it. I've never been paid by anybody to ever tell anyone that, nor anything. <laughs> so, because uh, one of my friends has told me about some guy that just got revealed as a scammer. What's his name? Ian um, Rafalco, son of keto guru Dr. Eric Berg, recently left Scientology. This is his story. Yeah, his last name is Berg. I'd have almost no content if it weren't for BB. I'd have almost no content if it wasn't for me. I listen to Paul from Pockets, Crow, Vox, Uneducated economist occasionally. I don't care about lumber, no offense, Simon, but I, it's only when you're like kind of talking about Federal Reserve stuff. Uh, and literally everything else, I, it's like Jim Bob, I'll listen to Jim Bob. It sucks so bad. And this is stuff that I used to think was interesting. And now it's like, okay, so someone just said, I just learned this big keto guy on YouTube, Dr. Berg is a total scam. He's a Scientologist and bragged to his son about scamming all his followers. His son escaped Scientology a year ago, but both Berg and his mom still in, been in for 30 years. So yeah, apparently this giant health guy. Oh, I listen to Gonzalo Lear. I listen to the Duran. Yeah, but sometimes I do get sick of the whole like, you know, what's going on in Ukraine. I, I just, I sometimes just get like, I don't know. I'd rather do a stream and talk to you guys. I'd rather watch a hometown bear cartoon. Then, then, then listen to these fucking people. Yeah, no, I like the two Alexes on the Duran, and I, I think Gonzalo's interesting, and his roundtables are interesting, but I just don't care. I'm just, I don't want to sound, I've been, I've been happier than I've been in a long time recently. I feel really healthy. So this isn't coming from a, a negative place. I'm just like, all the comedians are four years behind me. Four years. Not trying to be a dick, but if anybody has... Uh, 
good content to listen to, let me know. Because I'm like listening to stuff all day. Alpha Vedic's cool. I forgot about looking up Alpha Vedic. Because I don't have a YouTube account, so I don't get suggestions. Uh, so if I, Tom Barnett, but he doesn't upload that much. There's, there is good people out there. But um, I must create a system or be enslaved by another man's. I will not reason and compare my business. Yeah, yep, we have been there, done that. Berg is a scam. He promotes homesteading chickens, but also gay pills. Yeah, that's why you'll never get me promoting stuff. Like, I'll promote, let me show you what I'm currently promoting. And it's just so obvious. It's uh, the magazine. This is the cover to the newest, the third edition of the Bertari Times magazine, Fruits of Our Labor. It's now available for pre-order at magazine.bertariatimes.com. This is the, the cheapest it will be is right now if you pre-order it. And for those of you that got the first two, you know it's great. This is what the magazine looks like. It's a very, very high quality magazine. And all of the articles are by bears, for bears. Uh, very helpful stuff. Very inspiring. And this, uh, this magazine's theme is the fruits of our labor. And so that's, that's what I'm selling. <laughs> you know, it, 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 that's it. And so uh, the more pre-order we get, the cheaper it is for us. The cheaper our bottom line is we can order more. And then the cheaper it is for everybody. So we're always trying to keep costs down, but it's, um, we all, we really want to put something in the physical outside of the internet. And so that's why we have a lot of people working really hard on the magazine and we appreciate everything. Okay. He grew a beard to try and blend it. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, let's just talk about some funny stuff. First off, um, th there's a lot of funny people out there. They're just not mainstream. You'll never see them on Netflix. This, uh, Cassidy. I already forgot his last name. Makes me laugh really hard. This is called How Andrew Tate Acts in Public. And talk about a, a grifter. You know, and, and if he really is Islamic now and is, and is looking for forgiveness and uh, to be part of that religion, then great. I, I, I uh, wish him the best. And I mean that. I, I'm not judging his heart. But man, is he, is he ridiculous. And this is what a man who listens to Andrew Tate would actually look like if he interacted in public. The funniest part for me by far is the music about him going to the next thing. Okay. And this is uh, an impersonator called, I'm just going to get it right the first time. Hang on. What's his name? His name is Cassidy Campbell. So, and I haven't laughed out loud at this in a while, at comedy in a while, besides the bear comedy. All right. somebody with a low body count to help me with a low body count yes 99% of the world's problems would be solved if women walked around with their body count on their foreheads it would get rid of the disintegration of morals numbers on foreheads that's all we need to solve the world's problems just got here from Romania. What's the most expensive car you have? Uh, I would probably say the GT3 right there. It's not electric, is it? No, Thank God. Are there women working here? What do women know about cars? Women shouldn't be driving cars. They belong in the kitchen. You have a Bugatti here. <laughs> you don't have a Bugatti. I need something fast. You know, if it wasn't for women, we wouldn't need fast cars and big houses. 
We'd be living in sleeping bags. <laughs> How much is this piece of crap over here? The door is right there. <laughs> Please leave. Are you broke, my friend? Are you broke? Are you broke? Am I talking to some brokies here? <laughs> Call someone. <laughs> Guys, he actually says shit like this. And I know someone could do an impersonation of me being like, oh, you're crushing. That's great, bro. Being gay is bad. But he literally tells people to be like this. Imagine if it actually met reality. Where you're like, what's your body count? What, is there brokies here? Oh, you big fat broke men. That's why I get virgins. It's so fucking stupid. And they're all over the internet right now because they made so much money. And I'm going to show you how much money Jordan Peterson makes a month. And he's bragging about it. And, uh, and what, what value does he actually bring people? Nothing. Zero. And again, I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just because I know I'm not the only person feeling this way about life. About how this, this grifting of truth, quote unquote truth, Truth or grifting has to be, I find it more annoying than CNN or Hillary Clinton or any of that stuff. Truth or grifting is so ridiculous. And so that's why it makes me deeply happy to see this comedian just make it funny for God's sake. I love this. I miss the old generation of women. The new generation is full of whores. I'm tired of these women. They're the stupidest people on the planet. It's proven. Excuse me. Who in here is a high value virgin? Is anybody in here a virgin? I'm not allowed to ask if you're a virgin. Are you a virgin? Are you a virgin? Stop. No, that's appropriate. You know, people often come up to me and they say, Tate, <laughs> the greatest human being to ever walk the face of the earth. How do you do it? And I say, it's in my DNA. I'm a top G. Sorry, I'm having coffee right now. What's the most expensive item in the store? I have hundreds of millions of dollars. Let you see. Are you a gold digger? You want to take my money? You want to take my money? Let me tell you about the time I accidentally bought a Bugatti. If you're not shopping, you can't be in here. <laughs> There's all these idiots now that think that women like guys who act like this. It's like, oh, that's alpha game, dog. That's top G behavior. No, it isn't. It's so fucking pathetic. It's almost like... Watching a, a gay man pretend to be a straight man and people are like, oh, look, though, no, women, look at all the women who loved. They literally don't. They don't. I once bought a Bugatti. <laughs> if you're not buying anything, you can't be in here. <laughs> I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> I walk in, lower my voice. That's how I talk. I'm alpha. If you drive a Lambo, you're a little brokey. So one time I walked in to Bugatti, there's a bunch of poop munchers in there. People who aren't really going to buy the Bugatti. Listen, 
Listen, this is my store. Anything I walk into, I own. <laughs> Listen. The cops. I own them too. I own them too. I own the police. I'll see you later. <laughs> oh my god. <coughs> I bought a Bugatti by accident. I own them. I own the police. I'm at the mall right now. My other phone is charging the Bugatti. Can you hear me? No, this mall is dead. It's full of brokies. Bunch of brokies. It's dusty, old. My Bugatti's in the parking lot. You're gonna be there in 15 minutes? Wait, you're at home cooking a steak? A real man doesn't sit in his house with his big, fat, ugly wife cooking a steak. You know how I cook my steak? I instruct one of my seven girlfriends to cook it for me. You're not a real man. Get out of there now. You're in your broke house with your fat wife. Get out of it. <laughs> I'm a talk G. <laughs> oh my God. It's, and it's, I think there's more. That's all I, I just screen recorded though. I love how the lady snarls her nose and shakes her head like he's a five-year-old making a mistake. So I was looking up this guy because that's, that was just, that was so fucking funny, dude. All right, so watch this one. Oh, no, that's stupid Jordan Peterson. All right, so this is the same guy buying, buying gay. There's a pride section for dogs. This is Cassidy Campbell. Watch this. I'm so happy that PetSmart has pride for dogs because you know what? You never know if your dog might be gay or bisexual or trans, okay? Because look, look how beautiful this is. So cute in this one. Yeah. Our guy. His dog is gay. My dog is gay. Yeah. But you never know. His dog is gay. You never know. What do you think about that, ma'am? My dog is gay. His dog is gay. Ma'am, his dog is gay just like him. Oh, the little rainbow for the dog. Oh, oh, my God. It's a gay dog. My dog is a flaming homosexual just like me. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on in the world? The pride collection for dogs. I find it hard to watch when it includes unsuspecting people. Um, what? Well, oh, if they're trying to make a joke out of the person, yeah, I understand that, but they're not. They're making fun of life. Like uh, like the Tate sketch was not making fun of the women in those scenes. It was uh, making fun of Andrew Tate and the top G alpha dog, stupid, idiotic, you know, thing going on in the world. Because I've done a million hidden camera things publicly and people like it. They're, they're never mad. Unless you're like trying to humiliate a person, which I've never done. But uh, including people in a funny thing, it, it actually makes people feel alive. Like, wow, that can happen in life. Uh, yeah, yeah, good, good call, Coddington. Probably laying the groundwork for bestiality. Canadian Supreme Court just okayed sex acts with animals. Oh my God, it's getting, so, I mean, the Bugatti. Hang on, there's more. I got to see more. Man, I just, 
Oh, I just got an update about Ursa Rio. Uh, uh, yes, the county's actions are so wrong. I think they're trying to avoid the situation since they're clearly violating the code. But if they admit it, they will likely have many more people seeking restitutions who have also wrongly been penalized. Uh, it might be hard to get them to make a decision without taking formal legal action, which I know you'd like to avoid. Uh, yeah, what a mess. That's okay. We have... Uh, Let's focus on uh, Ursa Ozarks, right? Bertaria Campgrounds. But will uh, Ursa Rio is going to end up fine. And I got a lot of feedback about potentially selling Ursa Rio for uh, more funding for Ozarks. And everyone wants me to keep it. Like, I didn't have a single person say that we're a donor uh, to sell it. They like the battle. They like the story. So I won't. And... And now, hopefully, everyone can see that it was never for myself. It was never in my... All those accusations about me being a grifter and all that is complete bullshit. I have 10 acres of land in Boundary County now just sitting there. And, uh, and the whole point is for community building. Like, there's no profit in it for me. It's just community building. And if you... Wait till you see how much Jordan Peterson makes a month. And ask yourself, has he ever done anything for his audience? You guys just want to watch that? And again, I'm not being like mean. I think Jordan Peterson lives in hell. I think this actually, um, I think this actually helps show people. I think this actually helps show people not to want to be excessively rich, because uh, Peterson, who is a severely depressed drug addict, who is almost certainly from generational ritual sexual abuse family in Canada and a self-help guru who gives terrible advice to young people is about to reveal how much money he makes a month. Watch this. Right from the beginning that I'm an evil capitalist. I don't make any bones about it. I'm not ashamed of making money. It's very hard to make money. Can I ask you bluntly how much you make? Um, and by the way, that's okay. That's okay. But look at the numbers. So if somebody, it's not bad to make money. It's not bad to be compensated for your efforts. And uh, if you're serving your community, but he's a parasitic grifter who lies for a living. He's a drug-addled, depressed communist who works for globalists. He literally worked with John Podesta on the UN crafting Agenda 21, which did not work, by the way. Nice job, Peterson. <laughs> Got to control those, those cattle, huh? Listen to these numbers, dude. $80,000 $80, a month on Patreon. My book is selling about 20,000 copies a week. I have royalties that probably amount to something approximating $1.50 on each of those. That's So do the math um, real quick. So $1.50 times 20,000 a week is 30,000 a week times four is 120,000. So he's already at 200,000 a month just from those two things. The tours garner about $35,000 to $50,000 an evening. An evening. So let's just average, say, $40,000 a night for five straight nights. That's $200,000 in one week. If he's on tour for a month, do you see how insane this is? I have a business that's generating, I don't know, um, something in the neighborhood of $200,000 a month for me personally. There's some other smaller sources of income than Math. that. You are making a lot of money yes. out of this. I certainly am. Okay, so 
again, I'm not against people being compensated for their services, but that's easily a million dollars a month to go. It depends what you mean by me. It's, it's like crazy. Big money for one soul. That's hilarious. There's a great clip of Khabib saying that fame and money is evil because it's very hard to keep your morality. Dude, that's crazy. I didn't know he worked with Podesta. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so when people say that I somehow am disingenuous or that I'm a grifter or that I'm using people, I, that's, that's so completely inverted. And these people are all like Jordan Peterson fans and they're, you know, Tim Poole who literally pretended to be um, raided by the FBI. I sell magazines, I get super chats, and I uh, have a subscription to unauthorized.tv. I'm not allowed on Patreon. I'm not allowed in the theaters. I'm not allowed to, to tour efficiently like him. And I'm not complaining. My life is significantly better than his. But think about what he's saying. So in a time of an economic hardship where people are, a lot of people are having a hard time buying food with nutrition. And he never educated people how to garden or get food with nutrition in it in times of economic collapse. Tim Pool's beanie budget is 1 million. Yeah, yeah. So he's extracting resources from all these young men with no, there's no benefit to them from his teachings. Take your goddamn pills, bucko. Are you serious? Clean your room? Like, what the fuck is he doing? When asked if abortion's wrong, he's like, this is such a difficult, hard concept to navigate. And Dude, he's making a million dollars a month. A month. And I'm not hating. I'm not, if you bring a lot of value to people, then great. But that's... Hang on one second. Oh, that's really funny. I'm having a hilarious... Uh, Conversation with my buddy. He wants to get a truck, but he has a he has a car that gets better gas mileage. But winter's coming in Idaho, and he's like, "I uh, I should get a truck." And and I'm like, "Yeah, definitely get a truck." And he's like, "Yeah, but the gas mileage." And so now I'm just sending him all these CarMax links to Miatas. I'm like, "Check out this Miata. Have you looked at the Miata?" I said, "Yeah, you keep the car. You couldn't handle a truck." He said, I was thinking about it, but I didn't want to make you jealous. Ah, that's hilarious. A million bucks a month to avoid the JQ at all costs. Yeah, when asked about, I mean, he's promoted the Gulag Archipelago by Solzhenitsyn. Jews used to just call, the people, no, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to watch my language and be the most efficient and effective at it. The people who currently call themselves Jews, who are part of these cabals, and not all Jews are part of these cabals, and not all cabals are blah, blah, blah. You guys get it. Used to call themselves communists. And so, and they were, a lot of them were ethnic, quote unquote, Jews. They're all from the same tribe. And so Solzhenitsyn, I've read uh, the Gulag Archipelago. It's really long, really intense, but it'll help you understand how tyranny actually works. It has to do with dependence and debt. And there is a strong element in that book that Peterson um, talks about that has to do with Jews. And whenever he's asked about it, he shuts right down. 
And uh, he's talked, uh, he's been asked about, what is it? A hundred years together, or 200 years together, one of these books, because Russia fully understood what happened. That's one reason why uh, the American grabbers, which I want to, pre- I want to protect our Jews. I mean, they're ours. You know, in Islam, they say, if you collect interest, you're declaring war on Allah. And these fuckers are, you know, I'm not willing to do that. So if these guys want to take on God, I mean, woo. So our Jews are, you know, they're obviously up to something, but they're ours. And I like to keep them around in case we need them for something. But Peterson has gotten all this wealth delivered to him because he completely knows what communism is and what uh, globalism is and the left, the right. He gets it. If you read Solzhenitsyn's Gulag Archipelago or any of these books about what actually happened, I... That's why I studied abroad in Brno, Czech Republic, because I wanted to uh, understand like what the hell actually happened, how people, how Ukraine was, uh, how the Holodomor happened. You know, were people was it uh, executed by people who call themselves Jews? Obviously, but what were the Ukrainians like? What? What? How did they get themselves in that position? You know, was it forced on them? No, it has to do with dependence and debt and morale and not and sin. It does. And so that's why I've honed my consistent message to my listeners, because I figured it out. It's extremely helpful to understand these things. Jordan Peterson knows exactly all the stuff that I'm explaining. Joe Rogan knows what I'm explaining. I mean, he's not as I mean, Joe Rogan's fairly unintelligent, but he get he knows he has good instincts. And so these people are rewarded with wildly overpriced fees. Like imagine paying Jordan Peterson $50,000 to hear him talk for one hour at the Google archipelago. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's mind blowing. Victims of Yalta by Tolstoy. Great book. Yeah. And they know the Russians know. That's why they won't give in to uh, the global uh, banking stuff. That's why, that's why American media is frothing at the mouth to, uh, to take Russia because Russian population understands this. They know all about the people who call themselves different identities because they all have the same game, debt, dependence, yada, yada. So let's take a quick look at, uh, at Kyrie Irving. Because at first I was like, oh, he, he got on his knees. Uh, he got on his knees. There's no getting up once you're on your knees. They're going to just start hammering and hammering. But after further review, I'm going to autistically show you some lines in this uh, apology that I don't think rubbed the grabblers the right way. And this is why the demands on him have escalated. Kyrie Irving says, While doing research on Yahweh, I posted a documentary that contained some false anti-Semitic statements, narratives, and language that were untrue and offensive to the Jewish race slash religion, and I take full accountability and responsibility for my actions. I'm grateful to have a big platform to share knowledge, and I want to move forward by having an open dialogue to learn more and grow from all this. Okay, that sounds totally cucky and crazy, but not really. What did he actually say? Not much. So then this is when things get hilarious. He got suspended five games. Yeah, yeah, but, and they've demanded more from him. To all Jewish families and communities, you just substitute Jewish with communist. And then you have the 1930s, 40s, 50s, 60s in Russia. 
Just, just communist is the same label. They're not, they don't even believe in God. They're purely material, um, you know, cabal guys. All right. To all Jewish, they're just calling themselves that Jewish. To all Jewish families and communities that are hurt and affected from this post, I am deeply sorry to have caused you pain. That's not an actual, he's not accepting guilt. And I apologize. I initially reacted out of emotion to being unjustly labeled anti-Semitic. Again, he's not accepting the label of anti-Semitic. Instead of focusing on healing, yada, yada, or something it goes on. I stand fighting against anti-Semitism. Now, either he just can't spell properly because he's a B, or that's a interesting little, uh, little move there. By apologizing for posting the documentary without context and a factual explanation outlining the specific beliefs in the documentary. That's comedy. That's like taking a little dig. He's saying sorry for posting a documentary without like detailing the context and all the facts and beliefs I have about the documentary. That's an absurd request to have someone do that for everything they post. And then I am no different than any other human being. So he's not accepting guilt. So what have the quote unquote Jews demanded of him? So they just suspended him five games with no pay. And they said the list of requirements that Irving will need to complete in order to rejoin the team are per ESPN. He has to issue a public statement recognizing the film is anti-Semitic. Bear in mind, it's still on Amazon. That's why I believe they are trying to get the B's and the J's to fight. His agent wrote that. I don't think so. There's a lot of grammar mistakes and there's a lot of, uh, and it's, it, it just doesn't read like an apology. It read at first it did like on the surface. I was like, Oh, he cocked. That's it. They're just going to keep hammering him." Not really though. He didn't actually cock because he didn't accept guilt. You know, the Soviets, the Jews, the communists, whatever you want to call the identity of these evil cabals, one thing they would always do in Soviet Russia, and I studied Soviet Russia because I wanted to understand this, is uh, they would make people do public displays of self-hatred. They even had a term for it. I don't remember, but they would, they would publicly say that they're wrong, you know, that, they're, that, that the state knows better, that they're terrible, they're evil, all this stuff. Kyrie Irving's tweet is going to be a holiday celebrated in 2,000 years where they kill a goat and talk about how much it hurt their feelings. All right, so anyway... He has to apologize for supporting the film and the anti-Semitic tropes it includes. And then he has to attend training sessions focusing on the danger of hate speech as well as meet with Brooklyn Jewish leaders. So the masks are now off. That's hate speech. Just saying who owned 80% of the slave ships. That's, that's hate speech. Like that's, that's a fact. He used facts. Now I'm not defending the documentary. I haven't seen it. But if it's, you know, it, it probably has some like really stupid, it's like, you know, battle Europa for black people. It seems like it's supposed to, uh, to get y'all emotional and fired up against the Jays with some facts and some non-facts. Uh, BB, don't you think his agent wants him to look stupid? No, his mom is in his agent. That makes sense. Uh, so anyway, so here's a funny, uh, a funny thing. Here's LeBron holding hands with his rabbi, and it says, bring me Kyrie. And I know it's easy to just hate Jews, but 
you know, I like, I like our dues. I do. They handle a bunch of stuff that we don't want to handle. You know, if I don't know how else to explain it, but our grabbers just to keep, you know, just to keep a stable of grabbers is always smart for a country. Because when you send them away, you don't know what they're up to out there in Siberia. That was one of the biggest problems with, uh, with some of the Russian uh, moves was you, um, you put your grabbers on a train and send them to Siberia. What do they do? They started an autonomous zone in Siberia, schemed and planned, and then you got an even, even more intense version of a grabber. You know, I think we keep our grabbers around and we, you know, we just understand their nature. LeBron has a rabbi? Of course he has a rabbi. Like, of course, yes, he's an owned commodity by these people. They probably hold his dick. I prefer my own juice, apple juice. Nice, Denmark Bear. Got to keep an eye on them. Yeah, whoa, that photo is nuts. I've been showing these photos for years, and people are, that's the thing. I was talking to Mountain Bear yesterday, because uh, the, art, the artist formerly known as Kyrie, uh, Kanye West loves that, that, uh, that cartoon we did. Why don't I just play the cartoon again? Because it's getting more and more. One of the beauties of uh, one of the beauties of comedy that's true, which is why I'm always banned from everything. I mean, is they get funnier with time. So when I first did this cartoon, I think some people, like Martin from Rockfin, thought I was being over the top, or uh, uh, unfair to, or racist or anti-Semitic, whatever the fuck it is, because of how these sellout bees, these owned commodities, these house N-words were responding to Kyrie not wanting to take part in a dangerous and deadly medical experiment called the vaccine. Now he was definitely offered the ability to, one of the reasons I find him so inspiring is because I happen to know that certain, um, how do I put this? I'll just put an image up. I happen to know that certain players did not take the vaccine, but they pretended to so that their people would poison themselves, right? I guarantee Kyrie was given that option that they didn't have to take the vaccine, but they had to say they did so that they could depopulate the the blacks. And so for Kyrie to have love for his people, I thought was very, um, by our Jews, you mean Jews that are bears? Yeah, and our bankers and stuff, like we got our, this is, the th- this is how I want you guys to reframe it in your head. They, they grovel for you. They don't own you. They don't control you. You know, all this, all this fake masculinity, oh, the real truth about who controls the world. God controls the world and you have power over all the wicked. They're your Jews. They're not, they're, you're not their cattle. They're your Jews. They serve you. You want a fucking loan for a Bugatti? They'll get you one. They have no fucking power over you. You own them. They're ours. And, you know, if anybody touches a hair on one of their grabby, greasy little heads, I'm going to be fucking angry because they're part of our portfolio. Do you want to declare war against Allah and charge compound interest? I sure as shit don't. You know, but the grabbers will. Jesus, they don't even know what they're getting into. All right. Uh, Tron Jewberry, who has some great information these days, by the way. I think LeBron got a rabbi in 2018 after he called NFL team owners slave masters and the athletes slaves. He knows what's up, but likes his fancy pants. No, I know for a fact he knows what's up. 
I know a lot of NHL players who quote unquote took the vax. Yes, a lot of pro athletes did not take the vax. That's why a lot of American athletes are not dead. And a lot of European and foreign athletes are dead. <laughs> it's fucked up. But, and I, I can't prove that, but I'm connecting some dots here. All right. Uh, did you guys see Kanye's Twitter where he called out specific Jays by name with their picture? Yes. That's always the move. And make a claim, n- don't, never incite violence, never incite anything like that. But it's always about the individual. The Jews is a liability shield. It's not a real group. It's fake. It's like, it's like a, a bunch of bank robbers putting on a hat and they're all like, today we're the outlaws. You know, it's like, uh, it's like uh, what's that movie with, with that lesbian Keanu Reeves in it? Where they were all, uh, when they'd rob banks, they'd put on uh, president's masks. And they'd call each other by the president's names. It's just liability shields. American athletes are J investments. Yeah, but a lot of J's took the vax too. It's, it, it's bigger than all of that. It, there's, a, there's bigger forces at work here. Point break, yeah. Um, BB LeBron's biggest hero in the NBA was Kobe Bryant, who was Jewish. I don't know what, no one seems to be able to define Jewish. Um, Kobe Bryant to me appeared to be Kabbalistic where he uh, did rituals and demon shit. And I I don't care. I don't, I'm getting burned out on Jew talk, but this is interesting. This isn't about the Jews. I, you know, I like having some Jews. I like having them. I like um, having some Jews in the stable, in the bullpen, ready to go in case, you know, someone else wants to declare war on God. You guys get it. They just make offers. They're like, you want, you want free money? You know, that's all they are. They don't control you. They don't own you. You do not have to hurt them. That's a fact. And you can do what you want. And I know that some of the bitch you comments will probably be very angry at me for that. But, um, you know, I'm not controlled or owned by people. You know? So anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the demands. I already forgot. Not enough soccer players have died. How dare you, Denmark Bear? I like having some Jews in the stable, says Owen Yeah, yeah, I do. I like it that we have some Jews. You know, if we just traded all our Jews in exchange for what? Oh, and then we get the real, the base Germanic people. I don't know. I have not been impressed by the Germans lately. I haven't been impressed by the Germans for a while. All right. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm part German ethnically, but... I mean, do I want, I mean, the country, you can't even homeschool your kids in. I mean, talk about a bunch of cocks. Jesus. Having grabbers stay warm and ready for action is the move. Yeah, you always want some grabbers in your stable ready to release if needed. Imagine having the Irish do your taxes. Exactly. Oh, but we just get rid of taxes because the Jew. Show me one society in human history that didn't have taxes or the VIG. Where? Show me the Germanic king that didn't require tribute from the people. Oh no, but it, in the future, no one will tax anyone. And then show me one fucking time in human history where there wasn't a taxation on people. I have 100 goyim within 10 miles who will protect every hair in my head, says Trondy Bear. Good for you. Good for you. But in reality, 100 goyim within 10 miles... 
They own you, Toronto Drew Bear. You're their Jew. You have to do all the dirty work. You know, every court needs their Jew to touch the money and, and do all the dirty stuff. Do you want to do, you know, everybody needs a fucking, uh, an intelligence agency. You know, every mammal's got an asshole. You know what I mean? You don't want to admit it. You don't want to talk about it. You don't want to smell it. But it's there. Every society needs a, needs a couple Jews fucking grabbing around. You know what I mean? You can't have bonfires in Germany without a permit. Yeah, it's, it's so embarrassing. And they're like, oh, pride. I'm like, dude, you guys lost. So, because it's a spiritual thing. Oh, no, it's because the Jew is holding us down. How? Well, they, they don't net us. They, how? How exactly? Well, you see how they control people, right? You see how they, look at what they're doing to Kyrie and Ye. They take away your comforts and they take away your status and they act like you're the bad man. But if you just don't cuck, then things get very interesting. Because when I was a boy, when people said 2022 is so far in the future, what do you picture? And I, I pictured jetpacks. I pictured uh, having cities on, moon, on the moon. One thing I did not picture was black Nazis. Check this out. Six million of who the Holocaust. Are you saying the Holocaust is a joke? It's a joke. That's, That's right. right. Sorry for laughing. I know this is like a, a just absurd scene. Uh, that's what we got going on. It spells colliding, guys. It's victim consciousness. And again, I had some um, people in the BitChute comments that I appreciate. The BitChute commenters are a lot like my Jews. You know, you also want a stable of fucking gnat socks out there ready to say the crazy shit. The, you know, I can filter it really well. I can tell who hates me and who's a gamma secret king and a special boy and all that. But every now and then, I'll get some information that I wouldn't get outside of the bitch you comment section. That's why I keep it open. Every now and then, I'll close it if it has to do with masculinity or something. Because I'm just trying to protect my gammas from just self-harm. Oh, no, you're really a trans. But uh, I, got, I saw a couple comments in there. Because I enjoy that perspective of that extreme. You know, I like to have my, my Nat socks fill me in on anything I'm not seeing. I think most of your bitchu comments are actual Jews. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of them want to feel like they're hated so that they don't admit they're criminals. All right, so anyway, uh, someone said that black Israelites are bragging that they want to rape white women. And that sounds to me like a hysteria, um, a hysteria narrative that the grabbers have done for long periods of time. Whenever, whenever the bees start coming together and saying some true stuff or being productive, they say that they want to rape white women. And so I, if anybody, I don't want anyone emailing me videos like that though. I don't know how to, uh, I don't know how I can collect this. Show me where, show me a main black Israelite, uh, verbally saying that they want to rape white women. I'd like to see it. Don't, don't send me to your commentary. Oh, Nichols Fuentes. I, I, I can't sit through these people. 
You know, there's all these like uh, NADSOC type commentators are like, they're, they're replacing us. They're raping us. They're beating us with a bat. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Have kids. Leave the city, fag. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. I'm squirting. I can't have a kid because the kid will be raised around a bunch of blacks. And I'm like, oh, my God. Jesus. I, that's why the NADSOCs are, you want some in the stable, but they're f- so fucking, like, whiny. Like, them and the Jews actually have so much in common. They both want to be the special boys, and their entire life is about victim consciousness. But I'm glad they're around. Fuentes people literally say they will rape for Nick. What? That's... No, but I'm talking about... Okay, if, if that is true, I will... Um, I will, uh, I will keep that in mind because I haven't seen that, you know, I've seen black Israelites trolling people. I've seen them being aggressive. Um, I don't want them in Idaho, frankly, but I haven't seen them claiming they're going to rape white women. So if that is actually true and not just a, a grab or fear tactic, cause I think a lot of quote unquote Jews pretend to be quote unquote Nazis in comment sections to squash narratives or to create an illusion that uh, people want to round up and kill Jews or that blacks that want to not be exploited by Jews want to rape white women. It's very obvious. I know they think they're very cunning and tricky, but they're not as cunning as they think they are. And there's a difference between someone saying something retarded and a policy plan. No, but I'd like to know because I posed, I, I showed that video the other day of that of that B. I think he might be a black Israelite talking about uh, about how they whooped the slaves. And somebody, one of my gammas in the comment sections, uh, said, "Oh, that nigger said he wants to rape white women." And I I was looking around, man. I was like, "Huh, that's something I want to know." Like if these people are uh, cultivating a hatred and a sexual aggression towards white women, I would love to know that. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find anything close to it. Yeah, yeah, Louisiana Black Bear gets it. Most black Israelites I see, and this, I, this matches my experience too, they talk about being pro-black man and black woman together. Yeah, they're very uh, nationalistic as far as their own people. I think the idea that they would even have sex with a white woman would probably be frowned upon. And so I, I get why the Jews want everyone afraid, or the Jew, you guys get it. Northwest Washington, because what a lot of the Jews are, not the Jews, but you guys get it. Like a lot of that victim-y, Zionist, communist mentality is now seeing is anyone can claim to be a special boy that's been victimized and wants free shit. Anyone can do that. Anybody. Like... <laughs> Like Kyrie Irving is a American Indian and a black man. So according to the leftist liberal bullshit uh, history, victim consciousness, the American Indians were genocided by a hundred million of them were killed. I don't believe that's the case. I think that they were soft killed with whiskey and uh, despair and uh, the tools of genocide are typically not allowing someone to speak their own language. Kind of like what uh, the Zelensky group was doing to Russians in uh, Eastern Ukraine, where if you say you're not allowed to speak your language, you're not allowed to um, have a culture, you, your kids have to go to this school, blah, blah, blah. That's actually how genocide works. Genocide isn't typically uh, gr- grotesque and violent. 
it's a few generations of taking someone's food supply, maybe um, putting them in debt, getting them addicted to whiskey, um, have, uh, doing um, you, you don't think that they were false flagging tribe against tribe. Now, measles, total nonsense. You don't think that they were false flagging tribe against tribe to just get them to fight each other? Because one thing about American Indians, hyper-nationalistic. Disease, by the way, Booney's Bear, disease is just bad water or no nutrition in your food or uh, a lot of uh, buildup of toxicity. There is no, in my opinion, now, uh, I'm no doctor, so I'm not a murderer. I'm just kidding, doctors. A lot of you guys are cool. But uh, the virus narrative is retarded to me. So disease, from my experience, and this is what's happening right now in parts of Ukraine, allegedly, I'm not there, but the breakdown of the water supply is going to bring in a bunch of typhus and um, dysentery and all this stuff. It's not from viruses. It's from drinking human shit, right? It's all about poop in the water and no nutrition in the food. That's what creates uh, all disease, in my opinion, and uh, despair. Casinos, yeah, 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 exactly. Divide and conquer. Like, let's say you have... Uh, the Iroquois and the Mohawk. And they're not cool. They're very nationalistic, very tribal. And they have little skirmishes from time to time to establish their boundaries. Let's say you're a grabber and you want to kill a bunch of Indians. How would you do it? Would you just go head on on people that, that have the um, high ground because they're from this area? They can disappear into the wilderness. They're brutally violent. They can burn your house and your farm in the night. How would you do it? I'm asking you, like, if you were a conqueror, a colonizer, how would you do it? What you would do is you'd get them to fight each other. You would start a war between the Mohawk and the Iroquois, and you would fund both sides to create a genocidal effect that you, your hands are clean on. Because every genocide has blowback. So you always want to, if you're going to be evil, you want to be the faceless man with a different identity enacting the evil. And I think they're doing it right now with the Jews. That's why I'm like joking about our Jews, but I'm kind of serious. It's like, uh, I think they're trying to take our Jews and they're going to try and use our Jews as fall guys for the next layer of the, the crime. Check out the lyrics to the night they drove old Dixie down by the band. I'll check that out. Killing food source. Yeah, yeah. Killing the Buffalo. They genocided the buffalo, I'll tell you that, uh, and creating addiction. That's why it's called the devil, man. The devil comes in. The devil went down to Georgia looking for some souls to steal. How do they do it? What, what's the devil's playbook? I should write a book called The Devil's Playbook, man. Holy shit. One of the main things is misidentifying what genocide would look like if you were watching it. I'll give you a hint. You're watching it right now. It takes a while. Strong point. A smart man, I think, would choose the crock pot approach, automated destruction. Take a few scalps, says Demar Bear. Yeah, but you would do a violent act as a false flag uh, to get blowback at another group you want dead. Like, let's say you're cleaning house and there's all these, these wagon burners like Coddington's ancestry run around. Like, for example, Coddington, his ancestry was genocided by flooding him genetically with Caucasian genes. Coddington is part American Indian. Vox Day is significantly part American Indian. They both look white. How is that possible? Interbreeding, taking away their language, taking away their food supply, all that shit. 
You should play the Al Pacino speech in Devil's Advocate. He nailed it. Which one, uh, Toronto Bear? Was it the end? I'll look for it as I play you guys this sketch. One second. Because this, Ye enjoys this sketch, and I'm guessing uh, Kyrie likes to sketch it. Ye's text back to me when I showed him this was, that's incredible. And I sent that to Mountain Bear. I go, yo, Kanye West thinks your sketch is incredible. This is not quote unquote racist. The, the illusion that's breaking that I'm loving, it's in his office near the end of the movie. The illusion that I'm loving that's breaking is that when you mock one of their sellout mouthpieces you're, that's black, you're called racist. Like when I'd make fun of Shaq, I'm a racist. But right now, if you make fun of Kanye West, whose skin is just as black as Shaq, you're not called a racist. You're called a hero. You understand? Like, you make fun of the chairman of the Federal Reserve or something. You're an anti-Semite. You make fun of George Soros or one of these handlers in Hollywood because they're under the protection racket of the mafia, of the gangsters. And one thing I would like to tell our gangsters, our Jews, is just tell us the rules. I kept, like, stumbling into landmines because I didn't know that this country is ruled by Jewish gangsters. How the f No one told us this. And I know that's part of their, how they rule, quote unquote rule. They don't actually rule, it's deception. Because if enough people knew about it, it wouldn't work. But, you know, I'm pretty good with gangs. Like, I get it. You know, you don't mark up their Nikes. You don't smudge their Nikes. You don't mock their mama in front of the, other, the guys. You know, you pay the 10% and you fucking, no one breaks your window. I'm a very logical person. But no one fucking told me that all the mob movies that we watch, they're not actually Italian. They're Jews and they use financial uh, tools. But I'll take our Jews over foreign Jews. And I think one problem with what's happening in America is we're all, like another guy's Jews are, are like trying to take over our Jews uh, territory. Break the slaves by never having firm rules. Yeah, it's part of their fucking strategy. That's why, that's why people are always like, oh, you're such a cuck to Islam. Do you know how, same with China, oh, China. Oh, you're such a cuck to China. Are you communist? No, that's, that's a Jewish term. That really is. Communism and Jew, Jewishness were synonymous in the 1920s and 30s. Look it up, guys. Anyway, um, communism doesn't even mean anything anymore. We're, we're, we're in it. They accomplished seven out of eight of Marx's goals in America already. It's... It's already happened. All right, so um, what was I just talking about? I'm just on such a run. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like with Sharia law or when you go to a Muslim country, they tell you they have fucking intense rules, but they'll tell you the rules. It's never like, we'll tell you if you break a rule later, and then it'll be like horrifying. And later we'll, we'll switch the rules, and then we'll go back and punish you for not knowing the rules. Yeah, I, so that's why I don't follow any of the Jews' rules because they're like, you can only say nigger if you're saying it about Clarence Thomas. I'm like, that's not a, how do I follow that rule? You can only call, you can call Kanye and Kyrie a nigger now. But so it has nothing to do with skin color? Now, yes, yes, now. So I'm like, okay, if people don't outline, like I'm actually good at following the rules. I like the rules. I like rules that make me, like when I have enough rules, I can, uh, for being such an outlaw, I, I, I appear to be such an outlaw. I appear to be such a rebel. 
rules keep me grounded. Like I'm like, at this time I do this. I'm very routine oriented. I like having local laws. I like knowing that, you know, murder's illegal and I can call the police and all this stuff. I think it's great. A lot of Muzzies crush you have respect for their discipline. Beyond respect. I love, I love Islam in a lot of ways. Um, I find it culturally a little jarring, but I, uh, I like people that commit to their, their, uh, their religion. You know, most, most Christians never reference the Bible. You notice that? I think those, there's revivals happening. I know some Christians that re- reference the Bible all the time, and I love them for it. But not in a churchian way, like, oh, Matthew 3.69, I'm the special boy. It's to, like, help each other crush is the whole point. But anyway, so this sketch has aged like fine wine. Now that you see Shaq and Charles Barkley and Stephen A. Smith uh, following the same script, because now that it's obvious that Kyrie was right about the vaccine and he was honorable to not pretend to take it while his people are poisoned, they're doing exactly the same thing about his little documentary. All right, so enjoy this sketch. And then I'll read my only letter of the day. Man, this nigga, this nigga, uh, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving think he's above the vaccine. Listen, nigga, we didn't want to take the vaccine, but our Jew master said we had to or else we don't get our money. Nigga, you, you, you don't even care about the black people. A court that Tuskegee experiment, where they op- the CDC openly injected blacks with poison to sterilize them and give them syphilis. Yeah, yeah, we all know them conspiracy theorists that are not open fact. But Kyrie Irving, you just, why don't you play ball? Nigga, all the white men at Pfizer and shit, they want you to inject poison in your body. Nigga, you do it or else you ain't a nigga. You some kind of free thinking black man. Nigga, nigga, you ain't free. Nigga, we give you money. Kyrie Irving, man, you let us down, Kyrie. (laughs) Nigga, when a Jew tells you to inject something in your body, you do it right then. (laughs) You don't put up a fuss. You don't fucking have your own ideas and thoughts. Nigga, we didn't want the vaccine. Oh, by the way, so even after this was uh, this was out, it was even more accurate. Stephen A. Smith admitted he, he admitted that he he's such a dirty house and man. He admitted that he um, he had reservations about the the vaccine. He goes, but I, no one coming between me and my money. That is a fact. You ain't coming between me and my, my bottom line, Kyrie. It's all about money for these fucking people, man. It's all about money. And that's why I really hope that Kyrie keeps holding the line for truth without being angry, without blaming Jews for anyone's problems, because it will always be the wrong Jews who get blamed. Always. And I want to keep my Jews in place. You know, I'm not giving up my Jews. I don't want to do the shit that they do. Can you, are you fucking kidding? I'll give up the, I'll give up the, the migrants. I'll pick the fucking, I'll pick the, uh, the fruit. I'd give up my Mexicans. You know, I get it. I, oh, how dare you? Who's going to pick the fruit? I, I, I don't want to do my taxes or, and I don't want to be a banker. I don't want to do the shit. I don't want to keep like 200 million people occupied so they don't burn down the Capitol dome. You know, it's like the Jews, you know, you always want a handful of them running around. It's like, I don't, I don't, 
like the idea that someone's coming after our Jews. Such a funny switch, isn't it? For those of you that are uh, vaccine damaged or just retarded, it's a very, very funny shift to, because there's truth in what I'm saying. To go from we're owned and controlled by Jews to they're our property and we, have, and we protect them because they're ours is extremely empowering and hilarious. And I know BitChute's going to explode. They're going to be squirting. Oh, no, no. What do you mean our Jews? I would knew own Benjamin with the Jews secretly taking the money. Oh, oh, no. We got to expel the Jews. We got to get rid of all our fucking Jews. No, no. Those are my fucking Jews. You stay away from them. Anyway, what do you see Shaq? I, I, I'm tasting blood all day long in my mouth. My, my leg don't work, Kyrie. <laughs> but I get $8 million a year by the Jews. And if we go against them, they don't let us have our bananas. Yeah, man. Yeah, you want to <laughs> drive a big car? You do what the Jews say. Look at me. I shack. <laughs> I do radio shack commercial. I tap dance for these niggas if they give me bananas. Okay? <laughs> Listen, Kyrie, from one nigga to another, do whatever the Jews say. I mean, I'm doing Old Spice commercials. I mean, what the fuck, Kyrie? I hate you because you free. So I will call you a Uncle Tom because you won't do what your master say. I lost two toes on my motherfucking foot because that you told me to take a shot. Why won't you take a shot, Kyrie? <laughs> Oh my God. And I mean, the same sellouts are doing the same shit. Like, let me show you this. I forgot to uh, download it for the stream. Hope you guys are enjoying this. I know that it's going to be very troubling for BitChute. They're going to be like, no. No, he's new. He's I'm on no one's payroll, guys. I don't even have commercials. I don't have anything. I just know what I do have. Is a little group of Jews willing to do all the shit that I don't want to do, you know? And I, no one's going to steal my Jews. I worked hard for these little fuckers. You know, to break a new Jew takes months. <laughs> to get a Jew to trust you? All right. Um, what is it? Barkley. All right, so watch this. Someone, Damon, called it. And I know that people bat, I know people are going to be like, oh, yeah, but he's saying whites. He's saying whites, not the Jew. Back then, no one talked about Jews. How funny is it that one guy that was talking about him was David Irving? And that's Kyrie's last name. What is this world? You know what I'm saying? Trigger warning for bitch shoot is a hilarious concept. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to trigger bitch shoot a lot. I own some Jews, and I don't want them taken from me. And, uh, you know, they're mine. I know the people that call everybody SJWs and stuff are the easiest to trigger in the world. All you have to do is be like, Hitler had a fupa and he was kind of a fag. And everyone's like, oh my God, oh Jesus. Uh, you're a, I always knew you were a trained Jew. You can't even define Jew because you're too stupid. Okay, so check this out. Too comfortable. Brothers can't afford to get too comfortable, you know? Because that's when you become the porn. That's when they use your ass. Anytime white people want to smooth some shit over, they go get that rich nigga and put you on TV. Some people are conscious, some people are not. I can tell he's not conscious. He doesn't really care what, what's going on. But us, I know that, that 
You know, the game that we used to love and we promote, it brings people together. And it hurts me sometimes when we have to sit up here to talk about stuff that divides the game. Now, now we got to answer for what this idiot has done. To represent the people. Oh, by the way, you know that um, Kobe Bryant revealed that Shaq would cheat on his wife several times a day every time they were on their road. When, uh, when uh, Kobe Bryant was confronted with his rape, do you know what he said? He said, Shaq does it all the time. That's how, that's why, that's how, uh, see, Shaq is owned by the Jews. I own my own Jews. Thank you very much. Here we go. You know, you have you asking you questions like, Damon, now that you made this $13 million, and, and we're not counting, now that you made all this money, let me ask you this. Let me just throw this out at you respond any way you want. Is there racism in America? Sure. Uh, I think he should have been suspended. Uh, I think Adam should have suspended him. First of all, Adam's Jewish. You can't take my $40 million and insult my religion. There's such sellouts. Oh, dude, I, I just had an idea. I want to... Uh... I want to show you guys the uh, the mountain bear we made. Bear bowls of media. This is an old one. This is when the NBA went to China, and then you had to watch all these fucking sellouts pretend like there's no problems at all in China at all. Where is it? Oh my god, it's so good. Originals. Where is it? Adam Silver, we even drew him. NBA vs. China. When spells collide, I get extremely happy. So this is uh, this is when this guy, where is his picture again? Here's LeBron with his rabbi. True story. When they went to China to get some extra precious money, when the Jews thought they could go to China, and now they know they can't, which is hilarious, uh, it was quite funny. Watch this. Yeah, we stand for Hong Kong. China is a dystopian. We don't want you here no more then. You get out of here. But our money, our precious gold and silver. <laughs> Do you not talk to us that way? We Chinese. We Chinese. You, you, you know Chinese. You, you blackface, no talk to... Us like that. No. No, you don't speak about China like that. You don't understand Hong Kong. Hong Kong is our business, blackface. Blackface, man. You don't talk to us that way. We Chinese. You don't say that to us. Or else you don't come play your nigger game in China. Oh, someone wrote nigger on one of my mansions, allegedly. I'm so sad. Oh, no. Black man sad. <laughs> oh. You get on your black knee and kiss my yellow peony. I mean, we've we've done the numbers, niggers. You gotta you gotta kiss the yellow dicks. No, you do it or you don't come to Chinese. For real? Yeah, yeah. Get right down those knees, of yours, and kiss those yellow dicks. Okay. I want them high tops. Okay, so it's pretty obvious now how ahead of schedule we were on all this. So they hold the shoes. Someone in the chat, Demar Bear, just said Shaq owns a ton of brands. No, he doesn't own any brands. 
And they could take all his wealth if he says something they don't like at any moment. And he knows that. That's why he sits there going, come on, Kyrie. Just say what the Jew wants you to say. They'll take all my money, Kyrie. They, they're not rich. They don't have money. They don't have actual assets. They're, they're given this golden fucking cage. And when people wake up to it, it's very confusing at first because you have to live a humble life if you want to get out of it. It's, it's you better ask yourself before you ever criticize any of these people, are you willing to shovel animal shit and live in a barn? If not, just kiss their little dicks. And I'm serious because they'll take, all you're going to do is lose shit. But if you're willing to go all the way and, you're, and you think it's funny, you know, one, are you capable of not being angry and keeping love and gratitude in your heart? Are you a builder? Then great. Also, are you willing to lose a bunch of money really fast? Great. Because long-term, your value increases. Like uh, Jordan Peterson is, is suicidally depressed and he's addicted to drugs, not because he's struggling financially. That nigger makes a million dollars a month. It's because of what he has to do to get that money. He can't be coherent. His job is to gatekeep young men, lie to them so that their behavior matches what the new world order wants. And that is a horrible life. Now, if you threaten them or you want what they have or you want to take their power, they'll fucking kill you. But if you want to be outside of their protection racket and build your own stuff, they'll leave you alone. And it's a beautiful thing. It really isn't scary. It's just because it's all going to shit anyway, man. You know, if I was Jordan Peterson or one of these guys, I'd want to be paid in gold at this point. They're like, the grab was like, we'll give you $100 million. I'd be like, how much in gold? I want it guaranteed in gold. Because in five years, how much is that $100 million going to be worth? I don't know. And neither do you. <laughs> Shaq is a doctor, quote unquote. Yeah, he probably can't even read. Shaq owns some Krispy Kreme shops that gave out donuts after the vaccine. Yeah, if he said the wrong thing, he'd lose everything. So when people are like, oh man, Shaq's crushing it. And I like Shaq as a person. I've met him. He was nice. But, uh, uh, what was I gonna have? But, uh, you know, that the way that it actually works, and you should take great comfort in your lives because, uh, here's a funny meme because, uh, the people that are presented to you as rich have less power than you because they can never say what they actually think. They're, they're the slaves. Jordan Peterson is the nigger. Shaquille O'Neal's the nigger. George Soros, as much as a lot of people don't want to admit it, is a nigger. Like their owned assets, you know, fruitcakes. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, if you work and serve others and love God for a living, you're free. You may struggle, you may have a hard time, a hard month here and there, but you know you can get food, you know that you can make it work. And uh, the, the battle's the funnest part, man. It's like, sometimes I'm, this room I'm in right now, my entire family lived in for almost two years. And it was some of the best times of my life. Like sometimes I sit here to do a stream and I get like emotional thinking about my little boys and my wife and everybody, her cooking dinner. This was my whole house, this little room. And uh, there was so much love in this room. 
If the house of cards come down, no sweat to us. We, the meek, will indeed inherit the earth. Yeah. The house of cards is coming down right now. It's already coming down. It's already down. They'd give you paper gold. I'd, I'd request physical gold. Uh, George Soros is a nigger. No, he is. He really is. These people cannot make their own decisions. They can't make their own decisions. And that's the definition of being a nigger. A nigger means you've given up your autonomy to someone else. Rather, that is your uh, sin, you know, your low impulse control, and you're just taking what you want because you're greedy. Like you've given up your, your, uh, your self-respect, your honor, or you've given up your word, your logos, your name, your trust to somebody who's giving you stuff because you're an addict. Jordan Peterson's an addict. I was talking to my buddy about this this morning because I was very traumatized by my father about money. And I've worked through it. You know, at 42, I still have little twinges of it. But my dad would, would threaten suicide because we we're so, quote unquote, poor to the point where me and my mom would go out literally garbage picking. Every time there was an event in Oswego, <clears throat> little 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old Owen would be at the dumpsters uh, getting all the cans and bringing them to, I was like basically a street kid when it came to hustling. And I was so motivated because I didn't want to lose my dad. He was like, always would complain about how we're about to be broke. We're about to be kicked out of our little house. You know, I was raised in a house that right now is valued at $80,000. It was very, very small in a very, very, um, low income area. And I had a dad that wanted more money. And uh, he was on a fixed income because he was a college professor. And back then, before, uh, before student debt and before everything was backed by the government, college professors made very little money. My dad, uh, in the 80s, I remember, he made 17000 a year, or like under 20000 a year. And my mom stayed home with us and didn't work. So we did have uh, a low income, but we were very happy. And so I never had new clothing my entire life. It was all from yard sales. My family had one car that was worth, it was like a very old car that would break down a lot. Um, but we were happy. My mom was thrifty. She was a great cook. She had a garden. Uh, but my dad was suicidal about money. And so I still have that in me of like, we're going to be poor. We're going to be poor. And I'm sitting on this beautiful acreage with no debt, with a beautiful family, great house. I got silver, I got businesses, and I'm still, I still have a little hole in me. It's a lot smaller than it used to be, but money trauma is real. And a lot of black people have it bad about they'll do anything for money. They've been brainwashed into um, tap dancing for nickels, even worse than I was. I have that uh, hustler mentality, not the way Andrew Tate talks about it, not like manipulating or committing sin or lying or, um, or stealing or anything. But that whole, like, I, I look at a dumpster that might have cans in it as an asset. I still have that at 42 years old. I still think about going door to door, cutting grass like that. I can still do that now. I'm, I will permanently for the rest of my life, have a mini tiny little soft It gets softer as I get older, but a little fight or flight in me all the time about money because my upbringing was so traumatic about money, about uh, how important it was. And my mom was not like that at all. 
Dude, I have the same paradigm too. Yeah, I will look at houses and be like, how much would I charge to shovel their driveway? On a day that I might make, you know, I'm not no Jordan Peterson, but like, let's say I made, I could have a day where I made $600 in super chats, which is incredible money. And that same day, I will be like, okay, but it'll end tomorrow. Tomorrow it won't happen. Everything will shut down. So how do I make my, I'm always looking around, like would the deli hire me? If is my lawnmower, like how much would a lawnmower cost? How many lawns a day could I do? Blah, 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 blah. And black people have that urban blacks, like people from impoverished urban backgrounds have that. And that's one reason why they're so enslaved. Like, cause after you've heard my gratitude and forgiveness stream, don't hate Shaq. Don't hate LeBron James. Think about what gets a man to that point. That's what love your enemy means. Turn the other cheek, all that stuff. It's a power move. I'll still mock them. I'll still shame them. I'll still use them as examples for young men not to become and yada, yada. And I'm not, but I don't have hatred for them. I'm like, how do you get to a point where you're, let me show you this like image. This is what was described in, what was that uh, movie? The, the Sunken Place. Like, look at this guy. Like, look at what he's at. He is, he will say and do anything to keep his cash flowing. Because, you know, there is trauma to that. And that's why if, if Kyrie Cox or whatever, I'm not going to bash the guy still. I'm just going to, I'm still going to, you know, say everything good he did. Cause I think he did a lot of good. And, uh, let me show you what Shaq said to Ye publicly. Uh, it's going to be hard to find. But the reason there's so many sellout blacks in America is because my story of childhood money trauma, they were that times a thousand. Single mom, always bitching about money. You're, you're fucking deadbeat dads in jail or gone or fucking another hoe or you know, is the, is the welfare coming in? Is this or that? Like, you got to make it yourself. You got to go get your own shit. You know, mom's drunk again. Mom's asleep on crack or mom passed out. Like that shit will last the rest of your life. So I recommend all you guys out there that have kids to really watch out for that. Like really watch out for how you talk about money around your kids. Because that's one of those traumas that really doesn't go away. So, Ye says, Shaq is in business with Jamie Salter. Jamie first said, I covered this already, but this is, um, this is uh, rele relevant. That he's 50-50 with Beckham and 50-50 with Shaq. And I said, Jamie, there's no such thing as 50-50 in business. Who has the extra 1% for control and voting rights? Shaq doesn't own, Sha I guarantee Shaq doesn't have a single business that's 51%. He's a 49er. He's a San Francisco 49er. I'm, I'm, people say that the 49ers were because of uh, 1849, but I think it might have to do with uh, your, your position in a company. A 49er is someone with no control, but gets a check as long as he, uh, he pleases his masters. And Shaq says, believe me, you don't know me like that. Worry about your business. And to quote the once great Kanye West, I got more money than you, so why would I listen to you? Take my advice, get your family business in order, have a great day, brother. These dudes will do anything for money, man. 
And so when one of them doesn't, like Ye or Kyrie, it freaks them out. Same thing happened with me and Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan clearly has trauma as well about abandonment, his dad leaving him, probably had times of poverty. Um, and I, I understand that. I understand that mentality of like, you get yours at any cost. You know, you can be kicked out at any time. And that also is what leads to uh, womanizing, you know, wanting attention from women. A lot of these people with broken homes with like single mom and dad gone and mom's always crying and why can't I make mom happy? Like that is a child... That is a thing where you're a child that can translate easily to, I need more and more women. More women need to want me. More women need to want me. And, uh, and so the black, quote unquote, community, not that there is one, but uh, the black experience in America is extremely fucking traumatized about money. And um, Sam Tripoli mentality, can't knock a man for trying to make a buck. Exactly. Because you can knock a man for trying to make a buck. Because immorality is actually really, really ineffective. It, it makes you bad at business. The number one quality in business that will lead to your success, the number one, more than anything else, is trust. Service. You know, delivery. Etiquette. Consistency. These are all moral qualities. That cutthroat shit of who can get more debt money that's in a bull market. But nigga, we in a bear market. This is a market for bears. When, when the water pulls back, you see who held their discipline. The way to beat the devil, the, the devil's offers, I should say, is discipline. Okay, so let's see what that speech was that Toronto Jew Bear talked about. Devil's advocate speech. Devil's Advocate's speech. It's nice. Shut your whore mouth. Take your nickels and run. Like, I have disdain for people that will do anything for money. But I know where it comes from. I understand that feeling of panic. And I understand looking at other people and, and thinking, and thinking, uh, you're going to ruin it for me and I'm going to be on the street. Like, they're in a world that isn't matching the world around them. Like, Shaquille O'Neal probably believes that at any minute he can be homeless and poor again. And that, you know, Kyrie and Ye are going to ruin it for him. But they never once really take a look at what has value. And that's why they all have fucked up families. Because morality is a currency. Morality is wealth. Trust is wealth. Lying for money, you think you're winning, but you're losing. And this is coming from a guy who has horrible trauma about uh, money. Like literally, literally garbage picking in my childhood. Like, ex like excited. That's one reason why I, uh, I use some of the jokes I do about like dumpsters and nickels. It, it, does, it comes from my youth. Think about, I would go into a dumpster to get nickels for uh, cans. And that mentality is still being done by a lot of people, except I, what I did was honest. You know, getting that nickel. Pick up that nickel. Pick up the fucking dirty Milwaukee's best can that a bunch of people watching NASCAR threw away, and I'd see it as wealth. I'd say, how could you throw away your nickels? And I would take bags and nickels, and my mom would drive me around. And then I'd get paid. 
And so one reason why I know it's a humiliating thing to say to somebody is they're fucking lying for their nickels. Because don't kid yourself, you're still in a dumpster getting fucking nickels. What are you doing for those nickels? Is it honest? What I did was honest. My mom wouldn't have supported me doing something dishonest. My money trauma makes me dislike money to the point that I don't even like counting it. Yeah, I have some of that too. I have both of that. I have a, a mentality where I, I have an aversion to money. And I think you're gay if you, if you care about money. Like I have a hatred of it in a way. But I also have a feeling like I'm going to be broke and homeless. And that trauma programming is a marketing technique for money itself. Money is a product. It's an invention. But don't kid yourself. We're all hustling in some way. Not like hustler you. Not like uh, manipulation and all that. But we're looking for places we can find value. And many times that's at the bottom of a dumpster. And it's in the form of a fucking nickel. And here's the irony about how life works. Do you know the most valuable coin you can have is a nickel? A nickel is worth more than a quarter. Because a nickel is the only coin right now in American circulation that is actually made out of nickel. This is how life works. I don't understand how it all works, but it's fucking fascinating. That nickel is the only actual money currently being issued by the United States government. Is in the form of a five cent coin. It's the only coin that's made out of valuable metal. A penny before 1981 is made out of copper. A penny, right now, if you have a penny before 1981, that's worth 2.5 cents. Isn't that interesting? So those nickels, my, my, uh, my, first, my first experience in the finding value from other people's garbage, think about how much value I found just in the word nigger. Like I'm picking through a fucking dumpster. All these other comics are too scared. They're not willing to do what it takes. It's not hate. It's not, it's not crime. It's not anything. I found value in other people's garbage. Oh, no, we're above that. We won't make fun of that. Oh, we won't make fun of Jews. Oh, we're, we're above all that. I'm like, I'll pick up your fucking nickels. You know? And I milk the animals every morning. I feed the animals every morning. I, I shovel the manure. I make the soil. This is all shit that people throw away. They're like, oh, no, I'm above that. No, you're not. Everybody's in a dumpster looking for nickels. You know, on some level. All right, let's watch this. You were right about one thing, Kevin. I have been watching. Couldn't help myself. Watching. Waiting. Only. This is what it's like walking into a Toronto Jew Bear synagogue, by the way. It's the same exact... They even have the same girl doing that creepy song. But I'm no puppeteer, Kevin. I don't make things happen. Doesn't work like that. What did you do to Marianne? Free will. It's like butterfly wings. Once touched, they never get off the ground. No. I only set the stage. You pull your own strings. What did you do to Marianne? A gun? In here? God damn it! What did you do to my wife? 
Well, it's a, I'm going to do commentary. It's a gun-free zone. I'm just kidding. All right. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the most depraved act of sexual theater known to man, 1 being your average Friday night run-through at the Lomax's household, I'd say, not to be immodest, Marianne and I got it on at about... Bavon. Fuck you! Battle's not flesh and blood. Trial Jubert, you're exactly right. This 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 scene is incredible. It's, you know, when you can get someone to strike you down, then you realize you can't even kill them. <laughs> yes! Wow! Oh, yeah! Yeah! Step on up, son! Come on, that's good! You gotta hold on to that fury! Yeah, that's the last thing to go. That's the final... Hiding place. It's the final fig leaf. That's it. Oh my God, Jubair, nice job. Uh, it is. Fury, wrath. That's the that's the last click for for the demonic plan, and I can see that brewing. That's why avoid it completely. Avoid it completely. Don't let anybody convince you that you have to strike down people to win. Don't just fucking do not even listen to those people, because that's. That's so true, dude. Oh no, someone had to stand up. Okay. Who are you? Who am I? Who are you? Never lost a case. Why? Why do you think? Because you're so fucking good. Yeah. But why? Because you're my father. I'm a little more than that, Kevin. Awfully hot in that courtroom, wasn't it? What's the game plan, Kevin? It was a nice run, Kev. Had to close out someday. Nobody wins them all. Yeah, so the, he, the, the devil, to get him to, to go on this journey, uh, stoked his pride. <laughs> yeah, this is a truth drop. What are you? Oh, I have so many names. See, call me dad. Mary Ann, she knew it. She knew it. She knew it, so you destroyed her. You blaming me for Mary Ann? Oh, I hope you're kidding. Mary Ann, you could have saved her anytime you like. All she wanted was love. Hey, you were too busy. That's a lie. Mary Ann in New York? This is, this is so true, dude. You made me do it. The devil never makes you do it. Oh, you, you ruined my wife. Satan ruined my life. Oh, really? No, you did it. You believed the father of lies. You started looking a better deal, her, the minute you got here. That's not true. You don't know what we had. You don't know anything about it. Hey, I'm on your side. You're a liar. No, uh, hey, Kevin, there's nothing out there for you. Don't be such a fucking chump. Stop deluding yourself. I told you to take care of your wife. What did I say? The world would understand. Didn't I say that? What did you do? You know what scares me, John? I leave the case, she gets better, and then I hate her for it. 
Remember? I know what you did. You set me up. Who told you to pull out all the stops on Mr. Geddes? Who made that choice? It's entrapment. You set me up. And more yet, the direction you took. Popes, swamis, snake handlers, all feeding at the same trough. Whose ideas were those? You played me! It was a test, your test! And Colin, knowing he was guilty, seeing those pictures. Dude, it's not Satan's test, it's God's test. God allows Satan for a reason, huh? This is pretty fucking great, man. Good job, Tom Bear. What did you do? You put that lying bitch on the stand. You brought me in. You put me there. You made her lie. I don't do that, Kevin. That day on the subway, what did I say to you? What were my words to you? Maybe it was your time to lose. You didn't think so. Lose? I don't lose. I win. I win. I'm a lawyer. That's my job. That's what I do. I rest my case. I'm Steve Johnson. Okay, Steve. Okay. That was great. Devil's Advocate. Let's look up that other one about uh, the dude getting killed in uh, Devil's Advocate subway scene. Devil's Advocate. Oh, dude, this movie's got so much heat in it. Uh, what was that dude's name that worked there that's out jogging? And he like that, and he gets killed. Do you know that? Uh, take a guess. Take a guess whose apartment this is. Look at this. It's Trump's. Trump's apartment. Why do we have to keep going? Because it needs to be clear, Mr. Cullen. Because I need to know and understand exactly what happened. You're standing there. You look down. There's the gun. I don't know why I picked it up. Okay, so that apartment of the murderer is Donald Trump's apartment. Not just Trump Tower. That's Donald Trump's home. <laughs> All right. Empty New York, Devil's Advocate. Where's the one with the dude? Mass courtroom scene. Jury selection. Subway scene. That's all right. No worries. I got to land the plane anyway. Outdoor office. How's this? And the Trump character is a Republican in an incest pedo. Sound familiar? Oh, how dare you? What do you think? Some people can't handle it. It's peaceful. My sentiments exactly. <laughs> I gotta rewatch this fucking movie. Nice job, Tron Bear. God, you guys really do understand Satan, don't you? All right, I only have one letter today. Coynton, assemble any super chats I may have gained. All right. Greens Big Bear, please find and close funds for the Bertaria Ozarks Campground. A revolutionary idea from a resolute giant for a community of legendary crushers. Oh, yeah, and today's the final day. Like, we're going to send out the email either tonight or tomorrow for um, donors. So if you want to donate for the first email, we're going to be doing this for years, but BertariaCampgrounds.com. 
We've had a lot in the last two days, so thanks everybody who's who's uh, contributed. All right. Um, I listen to your streams all day while I paint houses. Thank you for never cucking or shying away from a different topic. Onward, Patrick. P.S. Can I please be verified as Lava Bear? Welcome, Lava Bear. I'm only 21 Rogans, and there used to be a smaller subspecies of bears that lived on the massive lava fields here in Central Oregon called Lava Bears. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. Central Oregon looks like a pretty cool place. All right, that's, let me make sure I got it. Oh, I have a couple more, uh, couple more jokes here. Which one's this? Oh, that is a funny cartoon by B.O.B. Oops, turns out they weren't witches after all. And then they yell, mistakes were made on both sides about amnesty. That's pretty funny. But, you know, it's up to you to not take the injection. And if you did, don't be scared. Everybody fails at stuff. But understand how the devil operates. The devil tempts and sets the stage and wants you to do it. You can't, he can't make you do anything. And then when you blame, I, I picture after death, and of course I don't know what happens after death, but this is one theory. When, it, when you're being judged and you look at all the horror you did, the only person you can blame is yourself. Like no one makes you be bad. Now you can be desperate, you can be poor, you can do what has to be done, like, like picking nickels out of a dumpster. There's no shame in that. But picking nickels for your lies, now that's a whole different thing. Isn't that right? Oh yeah, I showed you that one. Um, this is funny. It turns out I'm upper middle class, by the way. This is how you know what class you're in. Lower class, wife, wife doesn't work. Middle class, wife works. Upper middle class, wife doesn't work. Upper class, wife runs a small business that loses $10,000 a month. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, Aim, turns out we're upper middle class. Um, because like all those uh, super rich people, like their wives always do some like, they have like a boutique or something and they always lose money. And again, we have our newest magazine for presale, Bertari Times. So it's magazine.bertariatimes.com. Fruits, fruits of our labor. It's going to be a good one. Here's another picture of it. Uh, did I not put that? Hang on, guys. There's such a funny joke about music. It's so true. It's one of the reasons I don't like to read music. I was reading music yesterday, helping my wife work through a violin piece. But music is always just trying to talk shit to you. Like when you're doing classical music, this is funny. Why don't you like classical music? Me. They make me feel small and insecure. <laughs> you retard, very soft, die motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, it makes me laugh. Mezzo forte, die, PP, very soft, retard. I love it. That music me made me piss myself, says Kyneton. Nice. Does your husband know you have a failing essential oil and children's clothing retail business? Well, that's, that's how you know you're rich, is your wife is actively losing money every month. So apparently I'm upper middle class. All right, let's read the final super chats. Wonder Bear says, first time that I've uh, had to pay the gay way for feeling with 
exterminator bear losing his foreskin, losing his foreskin at age 35 and still feeling the pain, which none of the clip boys around him understands. Oh, that's super intense. Thank you. Pickle bear. The forgiveness theme is huge. If you're truly free, then from hate and judgment, you'll always know how to serve others in the correct way. Yes. And you also see people's motivations a lot clearer. Like it's easy just to hate LeBron James and be like, what a fucking sellout. How much money does one man need? Well, I'll tell you from someone who understands money trauma, there are certain people that give in to that little voice. It's always, it's a demon. That little voice, it's always like, you need more. You need more. They're coming to get you. They're going to kick you out of the house. You need more. You, you got to, they're coming for you. They're going to get you. They're going to, and it's like, and you get that a lot of times from a very, very angry dad or an absent dad and a very, very uh, unsatisfied mother. Fortunately, I did not have the latter. And so that's one reason why I think I could get out of it. Uh, and some people, unfortunately, and that's why when you have forgiveness, when you have, when you don't hold resentment, when you don't hold hate, you can see them for the little kids that they are. And you can pity them. Imagine being worth, what, 500 million, a billion dollars, whatever these people have, and knowing that you, not knowing, but being unable to say obvious truths, to be a constant hypocrite, to be a, a mouthpiece for an agenda that you don't even think about. To be afraid all the time that you're going to lose everything, that you're going to be humiliated, that you'll be fired from your job, that something's going to affect your bottom line. Oh, no, ain't no one coming for my money at my bottom line. And I'll mock it because it does good for the young men to see that that's a ridiculous way to live. But I can feel their pain. Like I can understand why they're like that because I have a little of that in myself. I've had panic attacks as a homeowner with no debt, literally panic attacks of like, oh shit, I, I, I'm going to be, I'm, my kids are going to go hungry. But all your food comes from God. And that's abstract. And it's a lot of times it's hard to understand because you're like the, 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 the traumatized thug in you that I have as well. And I don't mean thug as a criminal, but just that like, man, no, I got to get it done, man. I got to do it. I got to fucking make it happen. You know, the best position you can be for wealth and for prosperity and for your children is knowing in your heart that all blessings come from God, all. And that the more you serve the good, the true, the beautiful, the more you serve others, the more you love your creator, the, the more wealth you'll have in your life that'll come in a variety of ways, not just money, but just time or mental clarity, health, um, community, good friends, friends that trust each other, businesses that make you excited and challenge you, you know? And so when you really understand that, looking at these sellouts and getting angry isn't even the emotion. You think, you know, because I mean, the, the, the group that I've had the hardest time with is uh, like, like the Jesse Thorns with the trans child or whatnot. Where does that come from? You know, there's a... Uh, there's, there's an explanation for that. It's like just the, you know, I don't like to think about it. Honestly, I'm not there yet. I hate, I hate that. I hate him. Um, but I can, I can kind of see how it would happen where it's like, I think a lot of times it comes from the woman and the man is such a cuck 
and they want to be seen as special and progressive and they want to use their child as an accessory. They want to, uh, you know, talk about sexually explicit things to a child without feeling like a pedophile. I don't know. It's, it's dark. I don't even want to think about it. Um, my mom's quote was, I, I just hope you have enough. Yeah, my mother, she would always tell me that her dream for me was that I would have enough. And now I get that. I understand that. Because whatever you're ungrateful for, God has a way of taking back. Maybe when that nigger stole my bike when I was 11, I didn't value it enough. I could have brought it inside. I don't know. Vibra Finance CEO Bear says, Keep crushing, BB. I just donated to the Ozarks Fund. This is a long overdue super chat for all the gravy, spell breaking, and inspiration you provide the bears. May I be verified as Niskayuna Bear. Welcome, Niskayuna Bear. Onward to you as well. Meek Not Weak Bear says, Tip for the Piano Man. Thank you for streaming today, as I am in a foul mood working my ass off down here in Florida after Hurricane Ian. Side note, I believe Harp was involved. Shout out to Crowned Bear. May she sell her Subaru and start a new business. Crush on. Indeed. Good work for helping out down there. Yeah, that hurricane didn't feel supernatural. It didn't feel very natural. But um, there's no, I don't even know what I do about it or any. I, that's why I don't focus on weather manipulation or anything like that because it's, it's kind of a dead end. You just go, yeah, I think they did it. Then you're like, who? You're like, harp. You're like, so what are you going to do about it? Nothing. <laughs> so I just accept it as a, um, as a given now for my life. Like, yeah, that's, there's going to be potentially weather manipulation based on, uh, uh, there's a whole type of capitalism called uh, destruction capitalism. No, disaster capitalism, where there's whole models of economics based on hurricanes, tornadoes, flooding, starvation. It's, it's fucked up, but, you know. Wherever there's a little hole, the grabber will stick their little hand in and try to make a buck. Because who the hell has more trauma than those people? And uh, I've been really working on getting past mine. Of, of uh, always feeling like I don't have... Because uh, it's not greed. I've never wanted a, a shiny new Miata or the nicest house on the street or, you know, fancy pants or anything like that. For me, it's like... I don't even know what the fear is, man. It's like a ghost. It's just like, they're going to take everything. Your kids are going to be hungry. They're going to take everything. It's dude. It's, it's so stupid. It's like silly. You can laugh at it. Um, Tom bear says, Owen is the only, Owen is the only person who has advocated protecting RJs and not asking for money to do so. I love your take on this. It's the winning mindset. We can win at any game as long as we accurately understand the rules. I agree. There are Jews. We have now retained ownership. You know? It's hilarious. It's that, do you guys relate to what I'm saying? I, I'll look in the chat now. Jews control the weather, but we control the Jews. Indeed, Coddington. Harp steered Hurricane to Florida and... I think that's just called Farmer's Own. Nice, just started raking leaves. I think they did the fires. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think that there is uh, a whole thing going on with that. 
You will protect the things you truly value even as children. Yes. And I valued my dad as a child and I wanted to protect him. So I tried to make as much money as I could with my paper route, with my bike and uh, picking uh, cans out of a dumpster. And, you know, I can see the good in that. It's made me very scrappy and very... I can adapt, you know, it's made me very anti-fragile. Because I know you can always... The good side of it, I'll stop complaining. The good side of it is I know I can always find a way to, to find value in any situation. I can adapt. I don't need someone else to give me a job. But I know that that can lead to the bottom of a dumpster. Okay, Vanilla Godzilla says, I was set on moving to Idaho yesterday for the sodomy, but I guess I'm be moving to Canada now. Hilarious. All right, I think that's it. Kyneton, is that it for us today? That was a fun little weekend stream. Oh, final super chat here. Nathaniel says, an old friend of mine read the Reddit on you and the Bears, asked me if I'd bomb a synagogue if the Bears asked me to. I was in shock. He knew my heart. I have no hate in it. He forgot, I guess. He also said he was happy he got vaxxed. No surprise, more proof. No one is having more fun. NATO bear. Yeah, in fact, if anybody bombs our Jews, I will be absolutely infuriated. Um, if you donate after today, you will still get the welcome and info email before the end of the year. But we are sending them out tomorrow as we are starting. One second, my friend's sending them. By the way, all of Reddit is like that. So don't feel weird about my Reddit. I realize that. Like, my Reddit's crazy, obviously. But the whole world's full of that shit now. I think a lot of it's just bots. And so I know you might have just heard what I just read and think, oh, is that what everyone... Th That's what people think of everyone now. You go to anybody with, with these pages of just hate and slander and all this, and it's just retarded. It's so... It's so flooded with slander that slander doesn't really have any effect anymore. And uh, sorry you had to deal with that, Nato Bear, but uh, it's just so stupid. All right, we were poor and didn't always have food. A struggle to this day. Still working on it. Yeah, totally. Only bomb your inner synagogue. That's hilarious. I've never at any point ever advocated for any violence against anybody. I've talked about how I'm capable of executing pedophiles. And if that's anti-Semitic, you might want to keep it to yourself because that's not helping the Jews case. Bot economy, it is. Hate clicks is a huge industry. Yeah, yeah. And anybody with an authentic audience, they're going to find the hate click industry. It's only scary when you think it's hyper-focused on you. When I learned it's just a phenomenon on the internet, I was like, oh, that's just how the internet has. Oh, yeah, me too. I used to be way more freaked out by the slander because I was too solipsistic and I was too focused on myself and how my internet experience is going. But it's like this for a lot of people, dude. A lot. A lot of people are getting kicked off stuff. A lot of people are uh, getting anonymous death threats and being told that they're anti-Semitic. It's, it, I'm not special in that sense. Uh, so anyway, uh, but we are sending them out tomorrow as we are starting the purchase process in a couple weeks. So yeah, we're going to be purchasing our first section of the land in a couple weeks. Oh, and one reason why I think we get it the, uh, harder than some people, though, like we do get a tremendous amount of trolling and hate, is because we have an authentic and energetic audience. A lot of people don't. They don't actually have anyone that gives a shit about them. 
You know, there's probably a lot of people that you think have a lot of fans and listeners, but they could start a hate page and no one would be offended. Like someone could be like, oh, Tim Poole is secretly trans Jesuit. He's going to bomb a synagogue and no one cares because no one actually cares about him. But the irony is, is so many people care about me and our people are like good that they get offended. They're like, no, you don't say that about the bears. You don't say that about Big Bear. He's a fucking good guy. Help me get off heroin. And so then you click and then you respond. And then they go, oh, Jesus. No, he's going he's gonna to hang a Jew upside down. And then they're like, no, no, he definitely isn't doing that. It's like the zombies always being hungry for brains. The bots always seek authentic. But yeah, I, one reason why it's, it appears worse for me and us is because we're real. So many of these propped up fake celebrities don't have any actual uh, fans or supporters. So no one gets offended. Like if you saw a video, if a Tim Pool fan or listener saw a video where they're like, Tim Pool's secretly a Jew Jesuit who's trying to kill the transgender Baphomet, they'd be like, who cares? I don't like Tim Pool. I just listen to him, you know. No one cares. People care about me on the internet. And so don't let them harvest you. Because that's all they that's all they want to do. I used to get offended until I learned that's what they want. Then I stopped. Yeah, they want you mad. They want you defending me. They want you clicking and, and being like, oh, look at this troll. Look at this. Look at this gamma. Now, they're my gammas. They're my trolls and they serve a function. It's uh, like uh, Alexander the Great used to pay a guy because Alexander crushed so hard. Alexander the Great you know, was starting Bertarias everywhere. He was crushing so hard that he paid a guy to whisper to him, to him every like few hours, you're just a man, you're going to die one day because it would help him stay grounded. My gammas attack and attack, they, they've helped me deal with my own vanity and my own weakness. And so uh, I don't want anyone to touch a hair on my gamma's head. Like my Jews have helped me deal with my own uh, impulse, impulse control, impulse control problems, my own, uh, you know, perversions. Like it's my Jews have made me much stronger when it comes to having my own free will to not watch pornography. And I don't think they knew they were serving me so deeply when they were grabbling and hand rubbing. And, uh, but you know, my Jews and my gammas, my trolls, they serve a profound function. Like even my, my Nazis do. Like on Bid Shoot, I always want to know where, the, where they're coming. You know, oh, no, David, oh, fuck you. My Jew, yeah. They care because you're real. Those others are shadows. Yeah, they're shadows. No one's offended when someone makes fun of Joe Rogan. Can you imagine someone being like, I think Joe Rogan's a shill. And someone being like, no, he's a good man. Now they'd be like, yeah, I just, I listen to him to fall asleep. Don't get me wrong, Gammas, you'll never come to the castle walls as Gammas, but your spot under the bridge. Yeah, they belong under the bridge by the moat. Yeah, of course they're never allowed in the castle. They're never allowed within 100 miles of us. But, you know, underneath one of the bridges, as we walk by, they go, you're secretly working for the TIA. It has its function. I think the comments on Tim Pool's YouTube page are 80% bots. I see a bunch of YouTube stars with tons of bot comments. I, my innocence changed a lot when I learned, one, about PPP loans. I learned about 
Advertising without telling your audience you're advertising. I would never do that, I promise. Tons of people do it. And they're, they use fear tactics to do it. And I also lost some innocence when I learned about um, how many people pay for clicks and pay for comments. And how many... And that there's an entire economy on trolling. And I'll, I'll, I, I've just become much more relaxed and much less offended by this shit. I probably had, I probably wasted a hundred hours of my life interacting with robots, yelling at them, trying to own them, trying to publicly humiliate them. And they're not, a, they're not real. They're literally algorithms in my fucking mind. All right. Those Revenge of the Sis guys openly say they pay for clicks. Yeah, we've Kyneton, have we ever paid for clicks? Have we ever paid for comments? Have we ever been funded by anyone ever or had any That's what I'm talking about, guys. Like authenticity and morality is extremely valuable. Oh, Owen Benjamin only had 7,000 views on Arte and the, every view you see I get is authentic. Everyone. And so the beauty of it is sometimes it's good to be an underdog, guys. Sometimes it's good to be under, uh, you know, that someone, uh, what's it? Someone, uh, how do I put it? Where they don't, how do I put it, Kyneton? What, what's the, what, what do you call somebody that you don't see as very strong, but they are strong? When I learned Fuentes was outed as using a view booster, I was like, why would you be that dumb? Yeah, it's, it's completely pointless, guys. If you get low views, there's value in that. There's value in that. That means you have a very close audience. That means your audience can uh, connect to each other. If I was getting low views and it was organic, there, there is value in that. So the people that want to look like they're bigger than they are, that draws a lot of ire at you. You know, being under, not underappreciated, under, it's not undervalued, under quiet fortitude. No, it's like when someone doesn't see something coming, like let's say you're going to fight someone and they're small. Like let's say you're going to fight Horse, Horse Gracie or something. You would lower your low expectations under... Underestimated. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Being underestimated is a very good thing. It's a very good thing. It's narcissism and vanity where people are like, oh, I just got, look at all my views that I paid for. Why would you want to be overestimated? You want to be underestimated. You want to be the guy, you know, where there's million, million views, million views. You have 20,000 views. And everyone's like, oh, that guy doesn't matter. Good. Mine had 20,000 living people watching it. That guy had 2,000 and he paid for the rest and he paid for the bot. So now he's on the radar. He's on the influence radar. There's beauty in being, what's more dangerous guys, the tiger you see or the tiger you don't see? With everybody being vain and pretending to be bigger than they are and fake it till you make it and all that shit, what are you talking about? One of the things about my life that has been very beneficial is I don't want fame. 
There's no value in it. I want to be the guy that can walk in places and not be. I like that people show me respect and that we have a large audience and all that. But I don't want to be the guy that, oh, my God, there's Nico Fuentes. Hey, look, it's Nicholas Fuentes. Let's get a picture with old Nicholas Fuentes. Oh, my God, he smells like shit. We actually have really good numbers now. But since it's decentralized, the zombies, quick chasers don't see it. So we don't have to deal with that stuff. Yeah, and our numbers on YouTube were all completely authentic. We've always been authentic. It was the opposite for us. Like we found out that they were lowering the numbers on YouTube for us. And so now our numbers are associated with actual people. So can you imagine if like Tim Pool, I don't know why I just keep using him as an example, but if he was crowdfunding land or something, could he raise $260,000 in three, four weeks? I don't think so. Maybe. But it, on paper, it looks like he's got 100 times more listeners. In reality, I don't think so. Underestimated is a place of strength. Oh, dude, it's like so much of the world reads Art of War in school. America reads Night by Eli Wiesel. Being underestimated is a super valuable position. I never want to front or make it. That's why, why like, I don't have a studio and stuff. You know... A lot of very nefarious people and nefarious uh, groups or just like low vibrational zombie types would take one look at what I'm doing here. They're like, oh, this guy's probably, he's a nobody. Good. Keep, keep doing that. I like that. I don't know why anyone wouldn't want legit feedback. I can't stand fake analytics. Like, it's like performing in front of a crowd of cardboard cutouts. I want to know who's here for real. 100%. You're flying blind. Like imagine if that, if you had an, uh, cause I, I perceive this job as like, I, I would be a plumber, a carpenter and a pilot. I want as much authenticity as humanly possible. Imagine you're a pilot and your altimeter is like, you're at 120,000 feet. You're doing great, but you're really at 8,000 feet and you run into a mountain. What if, what if you're like, oh, I pay my altimeter to, to, inf to, to make it look like I'm even better at flying. Oh, I just flew up 120,000 feet, according to my altimeter. <laughs> I'm the high, I'm the best pilot in the world, according to my altimeter that I, I pay to say that to me. Oh, cool. Let's go fly together. Okay. Boom. An odometer that has maybe at the end. You're decide. yeah, I got to go. Coddington, any final super chats? So unauthorized.tv. Today's the final day if you want to uh, join the first email for BertariaCampgrounds.com. Um, Magazine.BertariaTimes.com for our third magazine. So in conclusion, that one dude is hilarious that did that, that Andrew Tate video and the gay video. Uh, the devil's advocate scene was profound. Uh, Jordan Peterson is a retard. Uh, I don't know. Trauma, I don't know. Have an amazing weekend, everybody. Be fruitful, multiply, don't be fruity and boil, guy, and I'll see you Monday.